Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined as I am uh, every, what day is it, Thursday night by Ramiz uh, Muhammad with, as my co-host here. We're here to break down a nine-game slate uh, for your Friday, which is going to um, feature some, guys, some games that I'm, I'm pretty much into here, Ramiz. But uh, I do want to have some, uh, some introduce. I wanted to go ahead and break down for you guys. So we've got the... Uh, LeBron James is questionable. That just came out a little while ago, so that's something to keep your eye on. He's got the ankle injury. Uh, I have to believe he plays, but I don't know. We'll have to keep our eye on that one. Uh, Killian Hayes is, is questionable. I'm putting him as because of a suspension, potentially, for uh, basically knocking, uh, what's his name, in the back of the head, Mo Wagner. Yeah, Knocking him out. Uh, Capella is out with a calf injury, so that's kind of in- interesting there. DeAndre Hunter is questionable on the Hawks, also with an ankle injury. Uh, Devin Booker, in case you forgot, is out for four weeks with that groin injury. He's going to be held out until it gets right. Cameron Johnson is questionable, though. He's been upgraded here a little bit. Uh, he's got that knee injury he's recovering from. He's traveling with the team, so his return is imminent. Got to keep your eye on that one. Campaign, also questionable with a foot injury. Uh, his return also imminent here, so a couple guys that might be returning to that lineup and eating into your Dwayne Washington's shares, unfortunately. Uh, we also have Shamit questionable with an Achilles injury. He's also kind of uh, on the mend here and potentially back in here for this game, so you keep your eyes on that one as well. Uh, for the for the Bucks, we have Drew Holiday, doubtful with an illness now. Uh, we also have Chris Middleton out with a knee injury. For the Wizards, we have Bradley Beal, questionable with a hamstring injury. Uh, for the Pelicans, we have uh, Brandon Ingram, questionable with a toe injury. Uh, his return is imminent. We don't have much info on this one, but it looks like he's going to be ramping up pretty soon here. I'm guessing he's probably going to be out for this game, just so you guys know. Uh, Van Vliet, questionable with back spasms. Uh, he sat out tonight. It was kind of a, like a game-time scratch, so we'll have to keep our eyes on that one. Uh, we also have Tyrese Maxey on the, on the Sixers, questionable, but his return's imminent here with that foot injury, so he's going to be coming back. He's targeting either this game or tomorrow's game, Saturday's game, to uh, make his return. Uh, Jamal Murray and the Denver Nuggets, I'm going to list him as questionable with that knee injury. He did sit out. I would guess he plays in this one. Uh, but we do have Aaron Gordon questionable with a shoulder injury, and that one's truly is questionable there. Uh, Bruce Brown also questionable with an ankle injury. So a couple of Denver Nuggets we got to keep our eyes on as well. Uh, last but not least, I do have Andrew Wiggins. Uh, he's doubtful now with an illness, so he's a little bit upgraded here. He has been out for a while, obviously, but I did want to mention him here because he could potentially play in this game. I'm guessing probably not, probably 90% chance he doesn't. But just wanted to mention it there in case you guys uh, weren't aware. Uh, Ramiz, anyone I missed in that uh, list of... Uh, oh, sorry. I still have more. I, I had a little space here, so I thought I was over. Jalen Suggs on the uh, Orlando Magic is questionable with an ankle injury, so he might be coming back as well. Uh, Kyle Anderson on the Minnesota Timberwolves, questionable with a back injury. I also have a couple of bulls here uh, I wanted to mention because I do have a play here. Patrick Williams is questionable with a chest bruise, and Derek Jones Jr. questionable with an ankle injury, so both of those guys build the same spot. I have a pretty good play for you guys. I think it's going to be low on, but we'll we'll get into that. So now, Ramiz, is there anybody that I missed that you uh, that you had on your list of, of injuries that I might have overlooked? No, I think you got all of them. All right, let's uh, let's start off this slate here. Let's talk about the highest uh, priced guy on the slate here, Mr. Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, who I had uh, rostered for the last one against my Bulls. Just knew he was going to have a secular oh game. Oh my god, you had yeah. one a lot. Yeah, well, I won. I didn't win a whole lot. I'm, I'm still waiting for that big hit, but I did. I did win. I uh, had my 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 rosters hit there, but uh, yeah, he's 11-9 on this slate. He's against the Minnesota Timberwolves. I mean, this is a team I do like to attack. Ramiz, I still I still think personally I do have interest in Giannis, and I don't see a whole lot of guys. I mean, I'm looking at my list right now. I've got some guys here in that like eight to ten thousand range, but I'm not like super confident about any of them. So. 
I might try to make space for Giannis here. Or Giannis here. What do you think about that? No, for sure. I, I definitely think Giannis is someone to consider. Obviously, it's, it's not easy to have those type of nights back-to-back, but with against like a Minnesota team that really isn't that good. And I, I went back to their last game, and uh, I think the Bucks blew them out at last time as well. So especially without Drew Holiday, without Chris Middleton, I think you can kind of not expect to get 84 DK fantasy points, but you can still expect a really good amount with how much usage Johnson is going to have in that game. Yeah, um, I agree, man. I think you know. I think he's if you're playing cash, especially. I think he's definitely a safe, uh, a safe guy to go to. You want that guaranteed value with your highest spend up, and I think you get that with the honest, no, no doubt. Now, is he going to have like you said that supernova game? Uh, I think there's a better than like if it's, it's better than 50-50 chance that he has a better than average game. Let me put it that way. Now, if he's going to have that game that takes him to the next level where you absolutely have to roster him. I don't know about that. It's a nine-game slate, so you know there's plenty of other options out there. So I'm not going to go too crazy trying to get him on my laps, but if I can find some spend downs here or some some value, I think he's a good guy to get to go grab if I have that money. Uh, but on the other side of the ball, I do have some interest in one guy here. Uh, I just have two guys in this game, so not a whole ton of interest in this game all around. But I do have Nas Reed on my list at 4,900. Obviously, Kyle Anderson questionable for this one, uh, and Rudy Gobert. Uh, potentially get in foul trouble with Giannis on the floor. Everybody on the floor has potentially get in foul trouble anytime Giannis is on the floor. He just goes with reckless abandon at the hoop and uh, draws fouls left and right. So, you know, I'm looking for maybe some foul trouble from Rudy early, and that gets Nas a few extra minutes. But even if he only gets 20 to 25 minutes, he's still been pretty much hitting 5x value here. So I feel like he's still a pretty safe guy uh, at that price point to go ahead and roster. So anybody else in this Minnesota and, and Bucks game that you uh, like when he's... Uh, I like Jalen McDaniels. I think he's been playing some pretty decent basketball as of late. And uh, take it into account. I mean, honestly, this Milwaukee team is going to be really interesting to gauge. I mean, you picked up, you said Nas Reed. I went with Jalen McDaniels more so of a perimeter defender because I think he'll overly be able to stay on the court. And he's just been putting up, I think on these last week, he's been able to get like 31 DK fantasy points. So I think that's a good show. Yeah, he's always an interesting guy. He's so up and down, so it's like for hard sure. for me to pick like when you know when he's gonna have that good game. But hey, it could happen here. It's a tough matchup, but I, I don't doubt it. It would be a low on play, I think. So um, so there you guys go. You can go ahead and grab that. Um, all right, let's move on though. Let's talk about a game I have a little bit more interest in here. Let's go ahead and talk about the Utah Jazz and the Sacramento Kings. Uh, you know I like two bad teams when they play. Well, so I always say Sacramento. Okay, two bad defensive teams when they play against each other. Okay, there uh, let's we go. Put, let's put it that way. And you know what, Sacktown. I was watching, uh, I know our, our guy Aaron Brusco over at Sports Ethos is uh, a Sacramento Kings fan, uh, and he was posting some stuff. But I think, you know, if they actually make a few more changes in their, their rotations here and play like Casey Okpala a little bit more, uh, play some other guys that actually play defense on their on their roster, they actually could be a decent defensive team, I think. But, they, you know, if they're going to continue to play the rosters and the rotations they've been playing, uh, I think it's going to be rough for them. But anyways, not a lot of defense in this game. Utah Jazz, uh, Sacramento Kings. So I do have some interest in Laurie Markin at 8,400. I think, oh, you know. Yeah. Uh, he's been having, I think he had back-to-back 55 DK point games here. And so, you know, that's that's a pretty good value there. I don't think anyone else is in that 8,400 price range that's putting up those kind of numbers. So, uh, you know, is it guaranteed that he's going to have that? No, but this is an up-tempo game for him. Uh, and I like it. I think, I, you know, I like him getting up and down the court, getting a few extra shots here. So, uh, you know, I'd say maybe floor of like 35 to 40. And at, at 8,400, that's pretty good there. And then you've got that, you know, again, ceiling of like 55 or so, which, you know, it's you're not going to beat it with, at 8,400. So uh, how do you feel about Laurie? Uh, it sounds like you're on, on him, too. And any other jazz you're into? I mean, yeah, so I, I also have Laurie because I think at 8,400, he's just a really good value player. I mean, with the 
I mean, this matchup, I, I, I'm, I'm playing it into being a close matchup, so I think he'll be able to get those minutes where he gets, you know, to take those shots because was, if you take a look at the last two games, he played around 36, 38 minutes those both games. So I think if he can get those minutes, he'll be able to reach that type of value. I also have Mike Conley at 5,100 because I think in these type of games, I think you kind of see him uh, shine out. Obviously, there's routes of, because of the, this not being a really more so of an offensive game, you can go with the Jordan Clarkson or et cetera. But I kind of like Mike Conley. And this matchup based off uh, just how he plays against these type of teams and uh, just for his ability to stay on the court. Because even if his shot's not hitting, you're going to expect him to stay on the court because of his playmaking ability and his forward general. You actually mentioned the other Jazz guy I've got here. You mentioned him in passing, Jordan Clarkson, 7,000. Uh, but, yeah, I think this is kind of a shot. I won't, I won't call it a shot in the dark, but I think it's just a good game environment for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's still a little bit pricey. I mean, we're getting Jordan Clarkson at, like, 6,800. <laughs> it's a few hundred more. So it's not somebody I'm, like, going out on my way to roster. And I definitely wouldn't stack Jordan Clarkson and Laurie Markin. I just don't feel comfortable spending, you know, over 15000 uh in one game here on the Utah Jazz. That just – I say that right now. It just doesn't doesn't seem right to me. So uh, I don't want to stack both those guys. I think either if I go with Laurie, I go with Laurie, and, I'm, and that's probably the only Jazz player I go with. Or if I go with Clarkson, I will go with Clarkson alone and no other Jazz player. So uh, those are two guys I've got, though. And on the Sacramento side, though, I do have some guys that are kind of uh, mid-range. I think are good value just because this is just a really good matchup as far in terms of like a lot of points going to be scored. But I've got Kevin Werder at 5,400, and I've also got Malik Monk at 5,100. I feel like one of these two guys is going to go off and score like 25 real life points. Uh, now, which one's going to do it? Your guess is as good as mine. You know, maybe I'll have some lineups. I'll probably have multiple lineups, so probably some with with Werder and some with Monk. Uh, because I probably will end up on these guys because their price points are pretty attractive to me uh, given this game environment. But are there other kings that you're looking at, Remy's? I kind of went with the the big man Sabonis, man. I, I like I usually don't like to go for these expensive big men unless it's like the Jokic certain beats. But Sabonis has been playing absolutely amazing. I mean, like it's mm-hmm. crazy. Just looking at his DK fantasy points. I mean, like you can go all the way to December 14th, which was the last game. I mean, uh, December 13th, where he had last game, we had under four, uh, under 50. So ever since that day, he's been able to get over 50 DK, 55 DK fantasy points. And I think against a Utah Jazz team that has Kelly Olynyk starting at center or Walker Kessler, I think Sabonis could definitely get his numbers against those two guys. That's a good point, man. The one thing that scares me about Sabonis is just that hand injury. I just never know when he's going to get like you know bang the wrong way, and then he has to go sit down. But I do think this is a good matchup for him for sure because you know we do, do like to attack the Jazz inside. <laughs> the one thing I've been, uh, it's been shifting a little bit because they've been playing Walker Kessler a little bit more, so I'm a little bit wary of of playing the you know the inside guys against the Jazz now. But I still think it's a good play, and, and you know Walker doesn't exactly scare me off, so I think it's a fine play for sure. Um, just I, I don't know. Maybe it's just the and that might that might be good though because I might keep the ownership down. Other people are afraid of that hand injury, uh, and maybe they won't play him. So. So you never know. So, uh, okay, let's move on, though. This is probably the game I have the most interest in, which is going to really surprise you guys out there because you've been listening to me all season. I know you have. If you haven't, you should subscribe, like, comment, uh, give us a five-star review. We'll do all that good stuff. Get our DFS pass also at sportsethos.com. You can talk to me. You can talk to Ramiz. You can talk to Harris. You can talk to all the people that appear on this podcast uh, in that Discord. We can go ahead and fill you in on what we're thinking up until lock, uh, especially the guys that do that DFS delivery, which is amazing. We got Goncalo over there. Uh, and and uh, Arnold Cadena and some other folks, uh, Hunter Schwartz, who aren't necessarily on the podcast, but they are part of our team. So you should go get that DFS pass. It's only four ninety nine a month still. Uh, just go sign up. But yeah, uh, so this is going to surprise you guys because I probably have the most interest in this uh, tonight's slate. 
in the Washington Wizards and Orlando Magic. Wizards. Uh, Wizards, <laughs> I know. And they're actually, it's all on the Wizards side of the ball. And here's the thing, though. I have a lot of names here, but the thing is, it's a little, it's a little bit of a, a, a smoke and mirrors type thing because I have some plays if, if Beal is out, and then I have some plays if Beal play. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, I have, I have Beal if he plays. Beal's only eight thousand, so if Beal does play, eight thousand against the Orlando Magic, who have a dreadful backcourt defense. Uh, you know, Suggs. I mean, if Suggs plays, that might change things a little bit for me. He's probably the most athletic guy in that backcourt, but. I don't think he's going to play. And even, yeah. even so, it doesn't scare me off of it. I think Beal's a, a really talented scorer. So 8,000, uh, this is if he plays. If he doesn't play, though, I've got some interest here uh, in Kyle Kuzma, 8,300. I think that's a really a smash play there. I think uh, Denny Avija at 5,000, we were playing him before with Beal out, and he was having really nice lines. He didn't have a really great line in the last one with Beal down, but that's okay. This is Orlando. Uh, they don't play any, you know, any defense. They, they <laughs> give up a whole lot of points, and they're just – pretty much tanking so uh you know i like i like avija and i also like uh i, I you'll probably have him on your list also but a lot of people probably will but ruby Achimura at 4100 if there's no bill um been getting a lot of shots and he is a scorer i mean that's one thing he can do he doesn't have a very diverse stat set so he is i would say his floor is probably pretty low compared to other guys in that four to four to forty five hundred range um so you you want to be wary of that but if he does hit those shots you know, he's easily can score 20 real-life points any given night. Uh, he is a very talented scorer. So, yeah, 4,100 for Rory Got to have some interest there. And then I've got one last guy on the Wizards side, which I have interest in no matter if Beal plays or he doesn't play, and that's Daniel Gafford at 4,400. Uh, so, you know, I think uh, it's going to be interesting to see who plays for the Orlando Magic. Let me put it that way. Because that's why I'm having Magic on my list right now, because <laughs> they had that big dust-up with the Pistons, and yeah. uh, a bunch of people left the bench. So we have to see. There's there's going to be some suspensions handed down, I think probably for Orlando as well. So we got to keep our, our eyes on that to see, you know, if there's maybe some Orlando people we can play. But, uh, but I think Gafford, uh, you know, he's been having some some good lines here. He's been getting 20-plus minutes re- pretty you know, regularly. As long as he's getting those minutes, that's all we're looking for with Gafford, because he does have a good per-minute upside here in terms of a fancy player. So so I know I ran off a long list of, of Wizards there, uh, Ramiz. Uh, any that you uh, strongly agree with or disagree with? I think we got to, first of all, drug test you to see if you're okay, because <laughs> four Wizards players from Keith is insane. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm going to stack all those guys, but I probably will have two Wizards in my lineup, which is like, it's just strange. I don't know. Maybe I'm just out of it. I do have a bit of touch of the flu, if you guys didn't know. You guys probably don't know, but that's okay. I'm still uh, – it's my flu game here. Powering <laughs> through it. We're going to get a, a 60 points. No, um, so, any, anyways, any of those Wizards that you do have interest in also or no? Yeah, so I do. I, I definitely like Beal at 8,000 if he does decide to play. And then you went with, obviously, Rui Hachimoto, who does – oh, I really like if Beal des- decides not to play. Mm-hmm. The only thing with Gafford that I don't like is obviously Orlando is a, in an interesting situation, but with Porzingis being at center and they just he plays a good chunk of those minutes, and I don't think they usually play them together. Mm-hmm. So that's where I, I kind of just want to sh- I would shy away from Gafford, mm-hmm. but uh, so I like honestly just Beal and uh, Rui Hachimura from these. That's right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I like it. Uh, any magic you like, or can we just move on? Uh, I do, but I don't even know if they're gonna be able to play. Yeah, gotta, gotta see who's playing. Yeah, let, let's just keep it. Let's just pause it and see who's uh, who's playing there. So no worries. Uh, let's move on here. This is probably the last game I have a whole lot of interest in, and uh, there's some various reasons for that. But uh, well, well, we just talked about it. But anyways, Detroit and Chicago. <laughs> uh, so Detroit Pistons against my Chicago Bulls. The Pistons. I, I have to believe that Killian Hayes is suspended. 
Look, let me put it this way. Uh, what Mo Wagner did was horrendous and terrible, and he just need Killian Hayes into the into the bench. But what Killian Hayes did was also not not good. So I'm gonna condemn both acts. I'm gonna be one of those guys. Um, you know, I, I know there's been some you know, chatter on Twitter about well, he deserved it because he you know struck first. And hey, I get it, man. Whatever, whatever you feel about it, it's fine. Either way, I don't want to see people getting hurt. When you punch somebody in the back of the head when they're not defending themselves, that's really dangerous. Yeah, so especially I, too far. Yeah, I think I think the league will suspend Killian Hayes here. Um, so in that that said, I do think I have some interest here in some guys on Detroit. I have some interest in Alec Burke. At 4,400, obviously he's the guy's probably going to be rostered a whole heck of a lot uh, if there's no Hayes because he just had a huge game and they're playing the Bulls who have a porous defense, not a very good defense. But I think my pivot off of that, who I'm probably going to roster more than Alec Burks, is Sadiq Bay at 4,300, and uh, Hamadou Diallo is also the other guy that was involved in that in that dust up. I have to believe he's getting a suspension as well, and if he does get suspended or, or whatever for a game, uh, you know, I do think that Sadiq Bay does. Uh, have some some runway here to get you know 25 to 30 minutes and that's all we need from Sadiq Bay. He's a three point shooter. You know what I say about three point shooters against the Bulls? They they suck at getting <laughs> out to him. They go threes left and right. So uh, so yeah, I do like Sadiq Bay. I like him to maybe uh, he's had a he had a really big game in that game where uh, Killian Hayes got you know punched somebody. But uh, so you know he might have high ownership too. But I think he's going to have lower ownership than Alec Burke. So I think I like Sadiq Bay a little bit more because of that reason. But uh, I I have to guess you have those guys in your list. Uh, right yep. Are there Right any, on. Other, <laughs> any other Pistons you're into? <laughs> uh, I mean, those two are the ones that mainly stuck out to me. I do maybe Jaden Ivy does have some interest because of how much more shots he's going to take from those Killian Hayes that, uh, used to take. But uh, the, the main two people are definitely Alec Burks and Sadiq Bay. I mean, Sadiq Bay, I think everyone was just waiting for him to have that type of breakout game where he's going to get more minutes and more shots. And I think with Killian Hayes' injury, I mean, uh, injury suspension, and then uh, his good game that he had against Orlando, I think those two factors are going to make sure. Have a lot of people, uh, a lot of ownership for him. Yeah, so I think a lot of people are going to be on uh, both those guys, but I, I do like Sadiq Babe definitely a lot. I think they're both pretty good plays, anyways. Um, so by the other side of the ball, so let me talk about my Bulls. I don't have a whole lot of interest in the top guys. I think this is, I think the Bulls. They should theoretically on paper make quick work of the Detroit Pistons, especially you know with them being down a few bodies, but. We know how the Bulls have been this season. They've been pretty disappointing, so it could be a little closer than you know than, than it has in the past. So if you want to roster DeMar DeRozan, you want to roster Zach Levine, you want to roster Nikola Vucevic, I'm not going to argue with you. Go for it. Do what you want to do. Uh, I don't have those guys personally on my list, but I do have a guy here because Patrick Williams is questionable, and if he's going to be out, and if Derek Jones Jr. is both going to be out, that's going to open up a whole lot of minutes here at the power four position. The Bulls are notoriously light in that position, but what they who they play a lot there is Javante Green uh, if those guys are out. So Javante Green will probably get 25, 30 minutes if both those guys are out. And if he's going to get 25, 30 minutes, he is absolutely minimum pricing, 3000 I'm telling you guys right now, uh, he's very nearly a lock for me. I mean, you know, I'm not going to necessarily lock him in because – he does also have the ability to just disappear. <laughs> he could go out there and play 30 minutes and score, you know, 15 DK points, and that wouldn't surprise me at all. So it's more of a, like a, a punt with a ceiling there. So there's a little bit of a ceiling there. He, he might get 25, 30 DK points, and if he does, that's an absolute smash play. Um, but there's no guarantee he does that. So I think he's more of like a punt with with some upside for me. But uh, any Chicago Bulls that you have interest in, Ramis? Uh, I do have some interest in Andre Drummond because about how Detroit kind of has those big men. And I think... Uh, Revenge I mean, game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very true. You know, that might say a factor. But uh, I just think uh, Andre Drummond, he's, he's a guy who, at 3,500, you know, he's just going to come in there, hopefully grab you some 
probably about like 20 to 25 DK fantasy points to just call it a night, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But uh, Chicago, I mean, like you said, it's kind of unpredictable. I mean, they they play good against good teams, but they play bad against bad teams. It's a really interesting uh, yeah. team. <laughs> but uh, I, I do like the Javante Green pick. That's definitely a good pick. Uh, I also have some interest in Alex Caruso because of those injuries mm-hmm. that you uh, – maybe because they do like to play Alex Caruso in any type of position they want. So uh, Alex Caruso at 3,900 is definitely I have some interest in. Yeah, he's actually played some power forward for the Bulls before, so I like that call, too. That's not bad at all. Uh, all right, so moving on. Let's talk about a few other guys I've got interest in. That, that's really a whole, a whole interest in the game itself. Uh, but let's talk about Portland Trailblazers and Golden State Warriors. I think this is going to be another one that's kind of run and gun. Uh, and so for that reason, I've got my two running gunners that I usually go to. These are kind of my go-to guys here. Dame Lillard, 9,700, and uh, Jordan Poole, 8,200. You know, again, this is, uh, in my in my mind, when I see Portland Trailblazers and Golden State Warriors, I'm seeing these guys get long rebounds, get out and run, especially with the way Golden State plays. You know, they're looking for the first available shot that's going to be a good shot. Uh, it doesn't matter if Steph Curry's on the floor or not. That's just the way they play. And so that's why uh, I've got interest in those two guys. And now Jordan Poole did burn me a little bit in the last uh, slate because I didn't, I went to him as a pivot off of Dejounte Murray, which didn't work out for me, uh, but that's okay. Uh, you know, I, I still think he's a good play here. Um, now, the price is a little high. I would, I'd prefer it to be like little, you know, the high seven thousands or something like that. But I still think I'm willing to, to spend it just because of the the way this game's going to be played. So, do you have any other interest in this Portland and uh, Golden State game, or do you like those guys as well? I actually went with the number twos on both teams. So I went with uh, Jeremy Grant at 7,300 because I think mm-hmm. he's been playing some great uh, basketball. Last game had 61 DK fantasy points. And uh, the whole week he's been uh, like having 42 DK fantasy points on average. And then I went with Clay, mainly from the – it's also kind of based on the storyline, but uh, because of how they play against the Blazers. I mean, especially with Dame coming out saying that he's the second-best shooter, maybe Clay has some type of feel towards that. And on top of that, uh, I just think uh, – Clay these last two games, both at home as well. Uh, he's just been he's been uh, able to average around 27 points, like real life points. So I think that's a really good shout. I just think this Golden State Warriors team at home just plays much different than it does on the road. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jordan Poole, I do I always like Jordan Poole, especially at 8200 with how many shots he gets. But I went with more so of a cheap option. I also like uh, this uh, on the cheaper side of things, Ty Jerome at mm-hmm. 3800 because uh, he's been playing a lot of backup minutes, been able to average around. 20 plus minutes per game he can get you around his floor can be a bit low but he's been able to get you 30 dk fantasy points on some nights maybe even 25 and i think at 3800 if you want to go for those higher end players like the Jokic's and uh and beats Giannis, and ty Jerome is a guy you're probably going to be looking to add on your team yeah for sure and i like him a whole lot more if uh you know you don't think clay thompson's going to play a whole lot of minutes or he's going to you know uh, get him foul trouble or something like that but uh you know but I think that's uh, kind of raises the ceiling whenever Clay Thompson has a bad game or just doesn't play. Uh, okay, so let's move on though. Let's talk about I've got a couple more games here, a couple more guys I should say. Uh, Denver and Miami. I do have some interest in this game. I do have Jimmy Butler on my list here. I think I like the other guys I've mentioned around that price point a little bit more. So he's kind of just hanging out on my list here. But anytime Jimmy Butler is healthy and playing, he's got to be on my radar. Uh, I think this is gonna, actually going to be a really good game. So I think it's going to be a competitive game. I think Denver Miami. Uh, match up well on their play styles i think it's going to be a low scoring game though so that's why you know i'd probably target other yeah, other yeah, idea. 
yeah, other games I'd probably target a little bit more than this one. But uh, but if you want to go Jimmy, you want to you know, spend up on him, I think it's an okay play. Uh, one other guy I'll mention, too, that's a little cheaper on the Denver side, and this is if Bruce Brown is out and Jamal Murray, uh, who's questionable right now. Jamal Murray probably plays. But even if just if, even if just Bruce Brown is out, I think I would give a look at uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope at 4,500. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's another guy, you know, he's got a diverse skill set, gets rebounds, assists, steals. Uh, points. He just he contributes everywhere. Uh, I just like him in real life <laughs> playing basketball. Too. <laughs> he's, just a, he's a good good glue guy, so, so to speak. But um, a bit of a ceiling there. I wouldn't call him a high ceiling play. I think he's uh, more of like a safe floor type play. So maybe more of a cash game type play, or just a guy that if you need uh, a guy to fill in for you know under five thousand, he's a good guy to go to. So any other uh, interest here in this Denver Miami game? Are you spending it up for Jokic? No, no, no. That's why I'm holding on the line. Because I went with Sabonis, right? So I, I'm like, I'm just going to keep yeah. it down. But I, do, I went with another player. I went with uh, MPJ at 6,100. I think he's had a couple of good games. And uh, this is also kind of plays in part with the injuries. You know, if Aaron Gordon and Jamal Murray not playing, I think you can expect MPJ to have those shot attempts. Mm-hmm. And I also like, uh, on the cheaper side, I think Zeke Nagy mm-hmm. at uh, 3,300. But then again, situational purposes. So if Aaron Gordon Murray's not playing, Zeke Nagy's going to start again, as he yeah. did uh, against, I believe, Sacramento. And then he'll have that opportunity again to go off. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and I forgot about Aaron Gordon being out. But yeah, if uh, Aaron Gordon's out, um, that is a, a big boost to those guys as well. So definitely keep an eye, your eye on that one. Come on, Mason Plumley, get some assists, man. What are you doing here? Uh, <laughs> anyways, moving on here. Uh, I've actually got one more guy left on my uh, list here, Ramiz. And he's actually my – oh, sorry, I've got two guys here. But one guy is actually like my lock here. Uh, the one that's not a lock, let me just go ahead and mention him, the Phoenix-Toronto game. I got some interest in Gary Trent Jr. I'm still waiting for an explosion. He might be having it tonight. I know he was having a good first quarter. Uh, he had like nine points in the first you know, five or six minutes here of tonight. But a uh, guy that can get up volume shots and just has a high ceiling. Uh, got a very low floor, though, too. He can sometimes disappear in games. But uh, 5,000 is pretty cheap for a guy that can get you, you know, 35 to 40 DK points uh, if he's hot and having a good game. Uh, get some steals, some points, threes, all that good stuff. So I would mention him, but my lock of the of this slate here that I really really like is in this Atlanta and Lakers game, and it's John Collins at 5700. I mentioned him as a lock in the last slate; he was 5300, I want to say. Uh, so he's a little bit cheaper, so his price came up a little bit. But the thing is, guys, his, he was on a minutes restriction, so that price point is still reflective of that minutes, minutes restriction. So that minutes restriction was lifted, I think, three games ago, and he's crushed it since then. I mean, he's gotten like you know. 30 plus DK points uh, pretty much every game in a row since they lifted that minutes restriction. And so you've got a very safe floor there, I feel like. And it's the Lakers. I mean, the Lakers without, without Anthony Davis, their defense is just very bad. So uh, we don't know. Uh, actually, I think we do know Trey, Trey, I think he's going to be probable for this one. So he's going to be in this one. Um, so, you know, there's not a whole lot of shots to go around, uh, but still, I think, you know, down low uh, against this Lakers team, I do like me some, uh, some John Collins. So how do you feel about that play? Anyone else in this Lakers Atlanta game or Phoenix Toronto game you like? I, I like the John Collins thing. I think, uh, I think what stood out to me was a, uh... It's not only the scoring. I mean, he had this one game against Detroit where he only had eight points and was right. still able to get over 30 DK fantasy points, which is definitely impressive. I went with his with this front court partner because you know when Clint Capella was out, you know what type of train I was hopping on. And I was on Yoko Kongu at 5300. It might be expensive. It definitely is more expensive towards these type of centers, but with the with the specialists like Trey Young and John Murray and just being able to find him, and like you said, it's against the Lakers. So you got to take into that factor as well. So I think uh, Onyeka Kongu has a great chance just to able to take those easy points, easy rebounds. And on the off chance that they do, the Lakers get blown out, Onyeka Kongu might get even more minutes because of how, you know, 
the opportunity will come, right? Yeah. And then uh, I also had another player. Hold on, let me look. I had him on the Lakers side, and that was Beverly at forty one hundred. Mm-hmm. Forty one. I think you actually mentioned him on the DFS, uh, I believe, on, on your Twitter account. So make sure you follow Keith for those updates. Yeah. Uh, but Patrick Beverly, I think at forty one hundred, I think he was he's in good value because uh. That's honestly a really low price, so like even if he doesn't really stick out for you, you're not really spending a lot on him. And I guess a matchup like this where Trey Young and Josh Murray's gonna play, I think he's gonna have a lot more play time than usual. And uh he's just been uh, having a great week. So I, I like that for him. And obviously if um you know LeBron's out, you can always give a look at Russell Westbrook and that gives mm-hmm. people like Patrick Beverly a boost. Uh, even Austin Reeves you could look at maybe. So uh obviously keep on you know, keep on top of the injury news and, and see what's going on. But uh, but yeah, I like that call. I, I always like Patrick Beverly. It feels like he's always perpetually underpriced because he gets so many minutes and uh, he does put up shots. I mean, he's not like one of those guys that just stands in the corner and doesn't do anything. So, <laughs> so I do I do always like going in when he's a cheap price there. But that's going to do it for us for the uh, DFS side of things, guys. Let's go ahead and move on to our Thrive Fantasy plays. Uh, these are prop plays, guys. And um, I just hit a big one on Christmas, if you guys didn't see. Uh, I got two two uh, of my entries got into the top, I think it was top ten, and I won a thousand bucks. So there you go. Uh, Merry Christmas to me. <laughs> Hope you all had a good <laughs> Christmas. Uh, but yeah, it was good. It was good. It, it definitely raised that bank account over there. And um, going to hope to do it again. So you pick uh, with Thrive Fantasy, go ahead and use promo code Ethos to get your deposit matched up to 250 bucks. And you can go ahead and hit, uh, you pick 10 player props. You do get the most points out of those and you win a prize, uh, share of that prize money. So uh, I do have one, two, three, four, five plays here from these. Uh, did you happen to get some plays here? How many do you have? I got uh, I got a couple, so I got two. Okay. Well, let me just go ahead and start since I have more. Uh, I've got CP3 over 7.5 assists at 80 points. Uh, this is against Toronto. No Devin Booker in this one. I feel like this is a safe play. I feel like it's not a sexy play. It's not. It's a very conservative play, but I feel like it's uh, pretty much a done deal here. So I like CP3 to go over there. What, what did you have for me? I got uh, DeAndre Ayan over 1.5 total blocks. I think that's the upside of having 130 points from this. It was like a given. Like, uh, and I guess the Raptors team was just the can shoot the three, so you can expect them to drive a lot in the paint. I think that has a lot more chance for DeAndre Ayton to get those blocks. So at 130 points, I think this is a must, a must pick for everybody. Nice, I like it, man. That's a that's a good one. I didn't have the one on my list, so I'm gonna add it for sure because you are the Raptors guy, so I like it. <laughs> uh, a guy we just mentioned, I've got Pat Bev over 0.5 steals, and that's 70 points. Again, not a uh, very attractive play. It is a boring play. It's a conservative play, but uh, it's a guard-heavy offense in Atlanta. We have the you know information that Trey Young's been been ruled in, so Pat Beverly's going to be guarding Trey Young. I would have to imagine, at least at some points in the game, he'd probably be switched on to Dejounte Murray a little bit too. Both those guys take a lot of shots, drive the ball a lot. So uh, looking for a, just one steal out of him, I feel like is a, a pretty easy ask here. What else did you have there, Ernest? I had uh, Laurie Markkinen over 23 and a half total points. Uh, we both spoke on him. We both spoke highly of him because of how amazing he's been playing. So I think twenty over just to get over 24 points, I think is easily capable of Laurie Markkinen. I've got an under for you guys. I don't typically do those, but I do have Anthony Edwards under uh, 10.5 assists and rebounds at 115 points against Milwaukee. Ah, man, this uh, Milwaukee just had a letdown against my Bulls. Uh, I know they, they're down Drew Holiday in this one. They're down Middleton. Uh, they still have Giannis. I, I just feel like this is going to be one of those games where the, the Bucks get out in front and the 
I want to say mentally weak, but the mentally weak of Minnesota Timberwolves uh, just can't recover, and they just get steamrolled here. And so I'm looking for Ant to maybe get a few less minutes here. And, uh, you know, Milwaukee's just out defense even without uh, Drew Holiday out there. So uh, I like him to go under 10.5 assists and rebounds there. Uh, I've also got Giannis over 40.5 points and assists. That's 100 points and just mentioned it. Uh, we've talked ad nauseum about Giannis, but he's going against Minnesota. I think he's going to score an easily uh, score 30 Five or 36 points, so he just needs a few assists there. And then the last one I've got is Dame Dalla, Dame Lillard, over 37.5 points and assists. That's 100 points against Golden State Warriors. I feel like we're going to work for some Dame time here. I feel like uh, this is a good, uh, good, a good matchup for a guy that kind of likes to run and gun and shoot a lot of threes. Uh, he's going to get caught up in that game, I feel like, and uh, as long as that shot's falling, I think you have a very good chance of that hitting. So, uh, But that's going to do it for us, guys. I am Keith. You can find me on Twitter at, at Keith And Ramiz, where can people find you? They can also find me on Twitter at too nice. Please spell T O zero underscore nice underscore. I like you, man. And uh, yeah, go follow us. Go follow the show. Subscribe. As I said before, uh, I'm going to go get some rest and, and be back here. But uh, hey, we got through the flu game. We're going to win you guys some money. And uh, until next time, guys, go get that money. <laughs>